Hey, what up, y'all? It's Four Dudes One Bible here. This is me, Gavin. Sean. Ivan. It's her. And we're waiting on the pass of Chase. <laughs> and. And cook. Alright, here go to the intro. Hmm, hey, I can do it. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not, are you gonna edit it or not? Yeah, it's we'll, like this is not the video. No, nah, I'm not gonna edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Take that phone! <laughs> right into the mic. Chase is getting mad. It's four dudes in one Bible and we back. How's everybody doing? Pretty doing good. I'm pretty good. good. Pretty good. good. Pretty good. good. Pretty good. Good show that. Good. 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 It's Gavin. It's Gavin. Gavin, how you feeling after the uh, 49ers loss? Chill! <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty sad, though. I didn't like that. Pretty scripted, in my opinion. <laughs> pretty scripted. Not scripted. I woke up from a nap. Woke up from a nap. Um, and it was like fourth and like 11. I was like, well, Pat's going to throw it to Travis. What happens? Pat throws it to Travis. <laughs> they think you know it's two plays. Number one man. Number one man. Of course man. he's going to throw it to him when they need to score. Screw Patrick Mahomes. But it's scripted. It was in the script so that he it's had to throw to Travis. That's his guy. What do you think, Travis? <laughs> scripted? What do you say, Pastor? I got you, Chase. What well, if they had me out there? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. No, no, no. Nah, it's probably scripted, though. Yeah, it's scripted. It but show scripted. that. It's scripted. It's scripted. You're the only one that thinks it's not. It's definitely It's because he's a Chiefs fan. It's I swear Pat was going to go out, throw for 946 yards. The effort they would have to put into the NFL for it to be scripted. It is. It's crazy. Also, this is the same thing with T Swift and Patty. Scripted. Y'all Swifties? Okay, I can believe that. I, I get, get down for with the whole music. All right, anyway, anyway. All right, we Thank you guys for listening. We're glad that you're here. We're excited about this um, episode. We're going to be talking about evangelism. And so we're going to be getting into Scripture, as always. Keeping Scripture the number one thing we do here. Um, but we had to talk about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl uh, just happened a few days ago, so we're going to talk about that. But we're going to get into the Scripture now. Uh, Romans 10, 14, and 15. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, 14 says, uh, How then will they call... On him and whom they had not believed, and how are they to believe of whom they have not heard, and how are they to hear without someone preaching, uh, and how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. It's a great couple of verses. That's what, tough. What, 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 what initial thoughts. We need some initial yeah, thoughts. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? I'm calling on you. Oh, I. First, the first verse, it says, how then will they call on him and who have they not believed? So obviously, in my Bible, it says that uh, the logic of these verses are clear. People will call on Jesus to save them only if they believe he can do so. So obviously, if your faith is strong, if you're willing to uh, put your hand out there and let him grab it, if you're willing to evangelize, uh, be the Christian that you need to be and be in your walk with God, obviously, he's going to save you. He's going he's gonna to be there for you, and he's going to lead you down that right path. So, yeah, and I, like what I like about this verse and what kind of speaks to me about it is, is like kind of the challenge that it gives in the scripture about like, you know, who or how then will they know? How are they going to know if you don't tell them? And like that kind of challenged me as a believer to like to really take, you know, my evangelism in my life and, and, and my witnessing to people, my um, conversations that I have with people a little bit more seriously um, because, you know, what if I was the one who was called to tell them that, and yet I didn't because I was too scared to. And so that scripture kind of really challenges me to take the conversations that and the opportunities that God gives me to spread his word and to tell these people about Jesus a little bit more seriously. For sure. And I think also that like even a small conversation like that can lead to much more because like without the knowledge that there is a God, they can't believe in him. 
like in the first place. So like they would have to have some knowledge about them for them to believe in it. So one thing that's good for me is um, maybe if you're like going through some something like that and like your friend, your parents um, see you're kind of off, off your rocker, not and you're not you're not yourself, and they ask you um, like you know what's wrong or you know what's going on. You know, you tell them, but you you tell them that God's got it under control. You're following his plan, not yours. You know, that's one way to share, too. Yeah, and there's, like, multiple ways to share. Like, even if it's, like, you're in a car with one of your best buds, and they're not, they're not, I guess, strong in faith as you are, you could always turn on a, a gospel song and just play it, and they'd be like, oh, that's a pretty good song. But, like, Firm Foundation. Firm Foundation. Reckless tough. Love. That one's tough. But it's just ways to do that, talking about an everyday conversation, saying, like, hey, I'd like to invite you to church. We do this. We you have dinner every night. Just a good service. Come out, enjoy, and like go from there. But like, there's plenty of ways you can evangelize. Yeah, and you know, if, imagine if you're that guy that didn't know anything about God, and like you, you know, someone's there, and they they want to tell you, but then they don't. So just think about it. If you're if you're that person that doesn't know, you'd want somebody to tell you about it. So you just got to be that person to tell. Yeah. Bring up a simple conversation. I mean, it'll go a long way. And that, that could save lives, dude. That could that could change lives, save lives. And like, obviously for us, that helps us out in our walk with God because like, ultimately as Christians, we have to evangelize. We have to be willing to go out and speak about it. And we have to be willing to just spread the gospel. But if we're, if we're scared to do it, especially being college students, we're like, all right, is this going to help us fit in? Or uh, th- things of that nature, that could really... Stop us from doing that. Inviting people, like, I, for me, it's it's huge. Just inviting, inviting, inviting. Um, even if they say no the first time or they can't make it, like, that shows them you care. If you constantly, like, bringing it up, talking to them about it, getting them there. Um, if if you don't feel comfortable enough, like, you know, sharing your testimony right then and there, um, you know, bringing them to church really can um, spark a fire for them. Yeah. Get them in touch with somebody else, and and I, and I feel like with that, you know, the life that you live sometimes speaks a whole lot louder than the words that you say. In that, you know, like in my in my high school days, I didn't always take my my walk with God as seriously as I should have, and you know, I would say things to people that I didn't mean, and I would mm-hmm. wouldn't always treat situations like I wish I would have. And as as I got here to college, I, I kind of took those opportunities a little bit more seriously and took those those things a little bit more seriously. And and it really has allowed um, the words I say to be backed up by the actions that I live. And so, I mean, it, it's like believers, and when, when they're trying to, you know, minister to people, and, and specifically to non-believers, non-believers are not going to take the words <clears throat> that you say with a grain of salt if, you know, you don't live the life that you're preaching to them. And, and that, you know... Not not from a, a judgmental standpoint that you know you know we all fail we all have have things that we struggle with and we're never going to be perfect that's why we needed Jesus is because the law you know it tells us how bad we are and how much we do need Jesus but that that that's not an excuse and that doesn't condone sin in our lives you know we have to represent you know Christ in the best way possible and you know that's why whenever you become an ambassador for Christ as as, as Corinthians talks about you know when you once you become an ambassador you have to um, begin to watch the places that you go and the words that you say and how you treat people because you are then representing Christ. 
And if you're not representing Christ in the way that you should be, you know, sometimes it takes away from the credibility of inviting somebody to church, of telling somebody about the gospel because they're like, well, you're no different than me. No, definitely. Um, and you <clears throat> haven't had that change. I also think as if like, so we were the complete opposite of that. For like guys, me and Sean, we were, our walk was good in high school, stuff like that. It was like, we were fine. We get to college and we kind of fall off. But showing that is like a case of like, y'all evangelized to us. Like y'all were like, hey, y'all come out to life group. And like y'all kind of showed us like, it's okay. Like you're going to fall. And at times we still fall. And, and like even Chase is like, Dude, like it's it's fine, man. Like you're gonna fall. You Pass just, the chase falls. You like, <laughs> and it happens. It, it it truly does. And like y'all evangelize us, even if like, we've known each other for a while, but like you still can evangelize to someone that's still, or that, you can still evangelize to someone <clears throat> that already knows Christ, because you can tell them, hey, like it's okay. Like your walk was with God was great a year ago, and it may still be good, but obviously you have room to improvement. You can still do good, and even if you do fall, like it's it's fine. Like you, you God forgives, so get back up and, and keep your fire burning. I feel like if y'all didn't do that, we'd probably kind of be in the same boat. Oh, as show last that. Sure. We'd still be, be off convinced. the wagon. The wheel cycle, would be yeah. broke. Mm-hmm. The horses wouldn't be pulling it. Uh, that's why it's so important. You know, and... and, and you know, some people view reaching out as a as a believer, like a non-believer only thing. That like you can only reach out to people that don't know Jesus, and that's that's a hundred percent true. And that's a lot of evangelism. You know, is reaching non-believers, but there is also an aspect of reaching out to fellow believers that may not be um, doing the things that they're supposed to be doing in mm-hmm. that chapter of life. And and you know, like like the guys are talking about. You know, if if some of the guys in the life group that we had sent hadn't reached out to them, you know, there's no telling where they would have been. And so there's no telling who's in your life right now that you could reach out to, that you could start to talk to, that you could start to um, minister to that is a believer, has confessed Christianity, is, has confessed their belief in Jesus, but may they, maybe they're not, you know, taking the right steps right now and, and, and valuing Christ in their life as much as they should. And ultimately it, that's like... Like that's them falling off the wagon. They they're they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to pick it up. Like maybe they're questioning God on like why is he putting me through this stuff? Like if if God's so almighty, like maybe I should like he should get me away from these sins and things of that nature. So at some point like these Christians or fellow Christians, they think like, Man, like why if if God's so almighty, they start to question God, why if he's so almighty, like why is he putting these sins in my life? And if that's the case, why isn't he getting me away from him? But at some point, like, us as a group of guys, we, like, even some of our best friends do it. So we have to reach out and tell them, like, like, it's going to happen, dude. Like, it's, it's like, inevitable. But you have to be willing to get away from it. You have to be willing to, to just give it to God, uh, get in the Word a little more, and realize your faults and mistakes. You know, in some cases, um, some people don't have that person to necessarily, like, call them out, like, or bring them back type of thing. Like, we got to be those people that bring them back, that call them out, you know, tell them they're doing wrong, tell them that we've done the same thing, um, and bring them back, reel them back in. And it's from an aspect of love, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. Definitely. You're never going to reach anybody by, by... Oh, you, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, you're never going to reach anybody like that. Got to be out of love. And, and, and people, you know, 
that's not saying that you're weak or that you're condoning the sin or that, that, that anything like that. And there's nothing unbiblical about that. But you can love that person and you're going to have way more of an outreach to them than you being a jerk or, or a know-it-all or somebody who, oh, well, look how bad you are. Because we're all sinners. For all of sin and come short of the glory of God. For all have messed up. We're all sinners. None of us deserve heaven. None of us deserve Jesus. And yet, because he loves us so much, you know, he dies for us. And, and everyone has that equal opportunity to find that. And I feel like sometimes we treat it as, oh, they should be acting a certain way without ever knowing, you know, without ever being taught, without ever seeing Jesus. And, and that's not necessarily the truth. You know, we, if you don't ever show them the love of Christ, then they're just going to think they're going to represent you and Christ in the same thing. We are imperfect people, and we could do a little bit better about, you know, representing Christ in all aspects of our life. But loving people is a huge, huge aspect in ministering to them because if they don't feel like you love them, they don't feel like you care about them, they're, they're, they're just going to feel judged and they're going to walk away and never come back to the gospel. And you, that, you may be the only person to ever tell somebody about Jesus. And if you don't love them, they may not ever come back. Yeah, we, we, must, we must resemble Jesus' love for us as we do for others. Um, it's a huge aspect of it. All right, so I have a verse right here. It's 1 Peter 3.15. It says... But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason, for the hope that it is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. That's a that's a great verse. Very that, great is. Verse. that tells us right yeah. there, like, we have to be willing to reach out. And it's kind of our job to, to do that. And, and one of the things it is, is, like, it may be scary to reach out, or it may be... Um, there may be struggles with it that come along of reaching out and but like ultimately we have to be willing to reach out we have to be willing to take that extra step and in introducing to somebody to God and and showing them what that he can do and and things that he forgives and how he just works as the glorious God that he is yeah I really like how like the verse talks about being prepared to talk about how Christ has impacted your life and like the hope that he has given you um, because you know that, that allows like I haven't talked about his testimony last week about you know losing his father and about how his walk with God, how that impacted how he handled the death of his father, and you know if if Ivan wasn't prepared to tell that story, you know there are so many people that were impacted by Ivan sharing that story because he was prepared to tell the hope that was in him, and so I think sometimes we don't always think about our own story, we don't always think about how we're going to interact with somebody who's a non-believer, and, and we need to be, we need to be prepared. Because if we're not prepared, then we're not going to be able to to tell somebody about the good news, to tell somebody about Christ. And so, like, what are your, what are you guys' thoughts about? You know, what are things that you guys think that the listeners and, and that we can be doing to better prepare ourselves to um, um, spread the gospel? So, at some point, we have to realize that we have to figure out what's our our rationality to having faith. So, we have to figure out if we're so faithful, why are we so faithful? Is it just because we're going to church, or is it? We have to set our like some standards as a Christian. We have to dig deeper and realize that it's not just going to church that is that is getting us by. We have to be willing to spread the gospel, and we have to be willing to be prepared. Because if we're prepared, it makes uh, us as Christians spread the gospel much better. Give reason to people that to those that don't understand, and it ultimately helps us uh, preach the word. 
And then, like, we can't prepare by ourselves. Um, one thing I'm sure everyone can do, including me, is pray to to have God prepare us. I mean, we we can't do anything in this world by ourselves. God is the the one above. He he'll it's we're not we're not sharing His word on our own. He we're He's using us as a vessel, so He's really speaking through us. And uh, Sean, you had a question for us. Go ahead. And oh yeah, that. I was I was just wondering, has there ever been a time that y'all have been unprepared when someone asked you about your your faith, and what did you do when you weren't prepared? And how did you explain that person? I mean, explain to that person about your faith when you're unprepared. I mean, there's definitely some times in, like you know, high school, maybe um, <clears throat> like just in public, you know, just randomly that I wasn't prepared, and and you just kind of start rambling, and and you know, you kind of honestly get confused with yourself, and so then the message becomes confusing. And you don't want that. You know, the, the gospel's pretty simple, like, you know, very simple. And so you don't want to, you know, you know, make something complicated that it, that it is simple. And, and so I think that, like, what I had to do and to get more solidified and how and preparing myself to preach the gospel would be, you know, finding Scripture and letting Scripture talk for me. It's like one thing that I memorized the Romans Road of Salvation um, where— I didn't have to say anything. God's word spoke for itself of Jesus and of Jesus's gift on the cross to us because he loves us. And and I think sometimes when we allow scripture to talk and not ourselves to talk, it takes away not only the pressure of it, but as well as the room for error. Because we know that the word of God is without error. It's always perfect. Um, it says that in the Bible. And so we want to be able to hold strong to that. And so that's one thing I memorized that I did to prepare myself was to memorize scripture related to salvation. So when I ministered to that person, I didn't have any room for error because the word of God doesn't have any error. And that's a great thing to be able to do is just like having a conversation maybe out of nowhere and you can just pull scripture from your head. That's great to just like memorize that, like shooting from the hip with some gospel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's a great kinda, thing. Kind of gives you like a, it gives you like some leeway. It gives you like an easier path to to tell that person about gospel. But the thing about it is, is it doesn't have to be this long, elaborate talk. It doesn't have to be something that takes an hour, an hour and a half, even two hours. It can be something as simple as one sentence. One sentence. Mm-hmm. He saves. He heals. Give it your all. I mean, and it can be something like that simplistic, and that could change lives. That could that could let this person be like, okay, maybe maybe this this is neat to me. Let me let me look into this a little more and. And that could just <clears throat> ultimately plants the seed. Plants the seed for mm-hmm, them. That, that for makes sure. them grow, and that makes them that makes them lead to that better relationship with God. So, yeah, and and there's an example of this in the Bible. You know, virtually any time that Jesus Himself is ministering to somebody or is evangelizing somebody, um, evangelizing to somebody, and and you see that in John chapter four with the woman at the well. And, and he basically just tells this woman, you're thirsty, and if you drink of the well, you'll become thirsty again. But if you drink of the water that I give you, it'll spring up into eternal life, um, and you'll never be thirsty again. And right there we see Christ um, overcome a lot of barriers, a lot of things that keep us from from uh, 
you know, spreading the gospel to people that are different from us and on all, all types of things. But we also see Christ, you know, just, just give salvation in its most purest and simplest form. And that's through who? Himself. And, and I think if we just preach Christ to those who need Christ, um, everybody that doesn't have salvation has a need uh, and a hole inside of them and a spiritual hole, a spiritual lack. And they're searching for something to fill that hole. That's why we see people uh, go to drugs, go mm-hmm. to sexual sin, go to alcohol. All, alcohol, all these different things that you know they, they try to, to, to use to fill the hole that Christ can only fill. And so if we just point them to Christ, um, he can fill that hole for them. It's like the fact of we can't save anybody, but we can't point them to Jesus who can. And... um. I don't know about for y'all, but for me, sometimes it, like, catches you off guard. It'll, like, um, like, when you, like, you know, when you gotta, like, when you gotta spread the gospel, it'll, it'll catch you at a bad time. Like, maybe you're having a bad day, or, like, it's late at night, you, you've got a lot of homework to do, and you're just not feeling it, you know? It's, it catches you at a bad time, I feel like. Um, what about you, Sean? You, you asked the question. I wanna, I wanna hear your answer, what your thoughts are on it. Oh, yeah, there's been, uh, several times I've been unprepared, um, so, for example, me, Ivan, and Gavin, we uh, bring our Bibles to the gym when we work out. And in between sets, we'll read a verse here and there. And people will come up, and I'll just be very unprepared. Like, it'll catch me out of nowhere. And I think a big thing about it is, like, the environment uh, that you're in. Like, you can, let's see, shopping, shop for groceries. Someone comes up to you. You know, you're just unprepared. It comes out of nowhere. And I feel like some i got to get better at that. Um you know, just talking about it in general out of, like, when I'm out at places and everything. I just got to get a lot better at that. And I feel like a lot of us do, too. Yeah. And and one of those things is, like, um, being unprepared. Like, obviously, when that stuff happens at a grocery store, at the gym, you have to, you have to by being more prepared, you can get into your word a little more. And for me, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I, I struggle with that at times. Maybe it's whether I'm too sleepy and I'll fall asleep, like, in my quiet time or or I, w- I don't want to wake up that early, and it's just like I'm pressing that snooze button. But at sometimes, like, we got to get up and, and kind of get into our quiet time because that, that'll help us be more prepared at times for when that stuff does happen. And who knows who you'll run into the grocery store. It may be someone that has had a terrible day, and they're going to go back home and do bad things. You know, you saying that one thing to them, it might change their whole life, the rest of their life. So you just got to be prepared at any moment. You know, just some final thoughts as uh, we send this thing home. We got to ask ourselves a question: how can, how can we be prepared? How can we how how will we will be able to um, you know spread the gospel this week in our daily lives? And um, you know, that's about it. That's about it for this evangelism episode. Um, before Ivan praises uh, praises out. Um, we'll be setting up a little poll on Spotify for any prayer requests. If y'all would like to drop some in there, anything y'all are going through, it'll be completely private, but y'all will be in our, um, in our prayer time. If y'all have anyone on your, on your mind, anyone in your thoughts, but, um, yeah, that's about it on the episode. And we're going to have a little prayer here to, to get us out of here. Yeah. Ultimately, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is a great message that we had. So let's just, uh, close out with a prayer. Uh, dear Holy Father, God, thank you for this, uh, wonderful message that we were, able to deliver um thank you for working through us four guys and thank you for uh working in the world just all around thank you for allowing us to come together and allowing us to 
to preach the gospel and just thank you. And we just want to say thanks, thanks, thanks to you, God. In him I pray. Amen. 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 And we'll see you all next week on 4 Dudes and 1 Bible. I out, out.